Hello, and welcome to Updated Autopsy Report, a podcast from Yotsuben and Friends where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime fans and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hello. And two friends of ours, Tiago. Yeah. And Rose. Hi. Desi and I are the longtime fans, and Rose and Tiago are the newcomers to the series. We hope that through both of our perspectives as we play through the series, it'll reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a game that is near and dear to us. Today, we have all played through 2-2, Reunion, and Turnabout, which is the second uh, second case of Game 2. Justice for All, uh, we last played the tutorial case of this game and kind of got ourselves reacclimated. Uh, but this is like the first full, real ass case of the game, and uh, it is technically set before the first case because it is how did Phoenix meet back up with Maya after she's been training for a while uh, up in Crane Village. Uh, so the general summary of this: we start out with uh, Phoenix sitting around in his office. After we get our we, we get our little intro first, our little our like teaser, our Columbo intro with a car, red sports car racing down the highway and then uh, crashing and explosions and fire going everywhere. And somebody saying like, oh, I got um, I, I took my revenge. You know, it's only fair, isn't it? Uh, and then we yes, then we intro into the right and co law offices with Phoenix uh sitting there uh and he's in meet, meets Dr. Turner Gray, a surgeon who wants to repair his reputation after a malpractice incident that happened at his practice. Um this is wild. Uh 14 patients died <laughs> due to a mix up oh, of medications. Boy. And the blame uh, had been placed on a nurse of his. Um, but then, you know, before anything could happen, she uh, died in a mysterious car accident. So, of course, everybody thinks that Gray, uh, Dr. Gray, is the one who killed her to, you know, get her out uh, of the picture quickly. And so he's like, well, hey, listen, Phoenix, right? I know that you know Maya Fey, and she's a spirit medium, and I bet that she could channel the spirit of my dead nurse and exonerate me. And so that's the setup <laughs> for this case. God, yeah. Oh, it's real in this universe. <laughs> um, uh, I like that that's his first uh, like solution for um, you know restoring his reputation uh, is uh, spirit channeling maybe it's not his first uh, choice but it, it is very funny that he ends up here and so then yeah Phoenix is like alright uh, I guess we're gonna go meet Maya uh, and so they head up to Crane Village and almost immediately uh, there's, there's hardly any preamble then it, you meet Maya uh, and she's like, hey, hey, Nick, how's it been? And he's just like, oh, oh yeah, hi. <laughs> Pretty good, I guess. Uh, so uh, Maya, you know, agree has agreed to this. Um, and uh, like she she had initially agreed to this with Dr. Gray before Gray even comes to Phoenix. Like he, the prerequisite for Maya agreeing to do this job was that 
Gray convinces Phoenix to come up and visit her. So uh, they go into the channeling chamber to uh, do this ceremony. Uh, and we, you know, the setup then is we, we meet some of the other characters here, such as Maya's aunt, Morgan Fay, who will be a pretty prominent character in this. We meet uh, Pearl Fay, uh, who we, you know, don't get her name at the moment we meet her, but she's like this little girl, you know, running around, uh, you know, hiding behind things, very scared of Phoenix. Uh, and we see some familiar faces uh, as well, like Lotta Hart is back uh, here. And uh, then everything goes horribly wrong uh, and the murder happens. Yes, of course. Uh, and of course, Maya is implicated again because what appears to have happened is that she channeled the spirit of the nurse and then the nurse kills Dr. Gray with both a knife and a gun. Uh, the stabbed legal, and shot. The legal implications of this are staggering. <laughs> I. It's so much. Uh-huh. Um, now, I think uh, before we get into uh, opinions, I just want to add just a little more context for this. So, again, uh, I've been doing some reading uh, on the Kyakuten Saiban Library uh, translations of Takumi's old blog posts by the translator there, Ash. Uh, they've done some great work, and I always want to plug them because they've. Th- this is my w- easiest way to read these blog posts in English. Uh, and Takumi writes quite a bit about why he set the things up this way. Uh, and he wanted to do a case with spirit channeling as the main theme. Uh, he got some feedback for game one, uh, and I'm going I'm to quote here. I sometimes came across opinions like, you know, actually, spirit channeling is against the rules of mystery fiction. To my surprise, it appeared that there were people who thought that being realistic is a necessary condition for mystery fiction. But in my eyes, mystery fiction can do anything it wants to, as long as it can present surprises to the player through the use of beautiful logic. So the only rule that absolutely needs to be followed is that the clues that form the foundation of said logic are clearly presented to the player. So he says, oh, I'm rambling here, but uh, he says that, you know, like, I, I think it's totally fine to have magic in your mystery game that doesn't, um, as long as it follows rules, essentially, is what he's saying here. So he goes into some more details about what he wanted to do and how to make it, like, uh, get, to give it some more solid rules. Like, he thought maybe it would be a spirit channeling during a TV program, so it's recorded, you know, so you have evidence that way. Uh, but instead opted to just go back to the pictures again that Lotta Hart takes, you know, for, for that part of the uh, evidence. Uh, and I just I just thought that that was very interesting that he instantly came in and was like, nope, I'm fine with magic in my mystery stories here. Uh, so I'll toss it over to you guys now. Um, I guess uh, I'll just loop around the list here for who who's uh, listed in my Discord call. Um, Desi, what's your opinion on this uh, case overall, and uh, how do you how you feel about uh, spirit channeling being like such a primary part of this case? I remember liking this case a lot when it when I first played it. Um, it was a nice kind of different flavor 
um, from what we've gotten from the previous game and the first case. So it was... I'm trying to think what else. Um, I think the spirit channeling piece is really good since the... I mean, Maya is a spirit channeler. It's cool that we get to see more about it. So kind of mm-hmm. more from her side rather than just her saying it and you just going okay mm-hmm. you get to see the kind of you know the kind of place that she's living in and she talks about the things that she does when she's training and things like that and phoenix is like what yeah you mean it, we, we've gotten to see some you know spirit channeling happen before with mia uh, you know, appearing, but y- yeah, yeah, there's you like mean, more to like it in the day to day stuff with Maya. Yeah, it's like you get to see the day to day stuff, and there's more to the channeling than just we're using this character as a shell to bring back another character to tell Phoenix he's, he can do it. Believe in yourself, Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's more to it than just it's just a one dimensional thing. They make it more, you know, they make it more two, three dimensional by kind of showing you that there's a process to becoming a spirit channeler and. The fact that the spirit channeling itself is kind of uh, plays a huge role in the actual case itself—it's really neat. Mm-hmm. It's it may it makes the game a little bit more. Um, it makes it feel a little bit more supernatural. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely supernatural up yes. in here. Yes, but it's like uh, it, it's more than just like oh you can't present this piece of evidence. It's like. It's not as black and white as it's been. It's like, oh, now there's a whole other layer to this case than just somebody killed somebody and we have to figure out how the other person put the blame on somebody. You're still doing that, but, like, how do you disprove a spirit channeling? Yeah, I mean, we'll get to it a little bit later, but the prosecutor uh, in this case does straight up acknowledge that spirit channeling is real and brings that in as part of their argument, you know, against Maya. Uh, that that is like crucial to their, uh, you know, prosecutor uh, prosecution argument. So, um, yeah, uh, Rose, how were how how did you feel overall about this case uh, and its and its theming? I I mean I definitely agree that like it it's about time that we addressed the fact that there is objectively spirit mediums that are actually doing something and there's physical proof of ghosts and this shit working so it's about it's about damn time we did something with it i think (laughs) other than like you guys said just oh believe in yourself phoenix um i was really hoping to legislate some more actual ghost law (laughs) to actually yeah make get the details in there no no your honor so this is real and you know here's how we're gonna do it like let's let's set some legal precedent here <laughs> his honor wasn't ever questioning that it was real I know. he's just and like he oh just, yep, you're right <laughs> he just bought it and here's the thing <laughs> about my dad the judge is that um i would have bought it too because it's finally time for francisca and i'll believe anything she tells me Oh. There we go. That's my that's my stated point. <laughs> it's finally here. Uh, Tiago. <laughs> um, so like this case, right? There's a ghost and shit in it. Mia's Maya. Someone's ghosts. Mia's a ghost. 
I totally... I, I don't know if this case really brought spirit... Like, this entire case could be done without ghosts in it, right? Like, it's simply just a closed-room murder case. Yeah. In which the uh, culprit was disguising themselves as another person. We'll get more into that right. later. So, like, I I didn't feel like this case brought, like... This case didn't really, like, make this a supernatural game to me. It just made it, like, a... Yeah, there's ghosts here. It works, I, I guess. You know? Like I said, <laughs> I was hoping to legislate some actual ghost law. Oh, the but I got I, distracted. <laughs> if I recall correctly, the judge's response to ghosts was simply just not understanding it. And Francesca just goes like, Alright, don't you worry about fool. that. Just know that I'm right. Even though, like, <laughs> if we if we truly discussed it, Maya would not have been guilty because she was possessed at the time. Which means it was not her committing the murder. But right. it, it's one of those things where we can only go so far with spirit mediums yeah, be existing in this world because otherwise it will would literally upend all of existence so you always have to like do this little dance of like yeah spirit mediums are real and they affect the case and we're going to bring it up in court but there's always the like but once we leave this courtroom like it's not necessarily going to like there's a little mysterious village up in the mountains of Japanifornia, you know, and and it, and we're, you know, legislating this case here in court, but it will, it, it's not like it's going to just be, oh, this is just happening on TV or people are bringing this up on, I mean, you know, it did CNN on or whatever. <laughs> I It was literally broadcast. Yeah, it was on live that's TV. True, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, so like, I, I guess the thing about it is that like, this game didn't do much to, like, say, like, oh, this is going to be a supernatural game until think... halfway through the fucking case mm-hmm. where they introduced the lock, the Cyclops. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point where I was like, oh, this is fucking magic. Because um, I'm like, because I you could probably frame this entire game without using uh like magic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Fucking the Cyclox could just be like a mechanic where it didn't have to be magic. You could just like provide the right. I can tell that they're lying. Exactly. It could be the um, L.A. Noir face scrunch, you know? Right. Right. Uh, Um, Which is it's very. Yeah, it's a very similar idea. Uh, I I would argue L.A. Noir takes quite a bit from Phoenix Wright, whether uh, they realize it or not. A hundred percent. Yeah. L.A. Noir would not exist without Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. I definitely uh, think that part of the reason that they needed to, even though it was, a, you know, it's about channeling spirits and things like that, and that it ended up not technically being the case, was it still needs to be, like, still have a satisfying and believable ending. Um, maybe not satisfying as much as believable, and, like, you're getting the satisfaction of knowing that you used logic to figure the case out rather than the game just saying well it's just magic so yeah yeah like the game does like make it a point that like even regardless of how much magic is used everything that happened can be brought out logically can be discussed logically in a way that like fucking 
is believable and can still tell a riveting story. I yeah. wanted to do ghost law. We I know want to you be want. a land breaking case. Groundbreaking, land breaking. I'm a genius. We're changing mm-hmm. how it's pronounced or whatever. If any... The Supreme Court has ruled yeah, that if plead. you commit murder while channeling somebody else's spirit, you are I... not responsible I... for what this. What was murder. that movie that came out not too long ago? The conjuring devil made me do it one that was a, oh yeah i forgot about that that's like the same thing for the guy yeah. like i didn't I do it be, he, did, he killed people but it was because he was possessed by the devil that oh, dude man. honestly then you have to prove that you're possessed by the devil and in this situation it would be totally easy as hell to prove that maya is a spirit medium because she could just call any other fucking ghost here yeah, and like, <laughs> reckless like, endangerment on, at best is what I'm saying. Let's call Manfred von Karma up. I assume he's dead. I bet he's uh, not. I believe he's canonically in prison right now. He's going to get killed in prison. He's a prosecutor. Prison There's no way he's going to die. I listen. Hell no. I'm saying logistically, the first week he was in prison, he was already killed. All right, Tiago, by everyone he put there. Yeah, except your premise. He's dead now. Yeah, exactly. So like. We could call him up, and then Francesca's like, tell me something only I know, and it, Manfred's gonna be like, when I was eight, I forced you to read, like, Legally Blonde. When Blonders. he was eight. What? No, when she was eight, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. The fucking point is, there, we could, if if the game decided to, it could establish Ghost Law, and if it did, then this is an entirely different fucking game. <laughs> yeah, right. that's, that's the thing, is I'm torn between, like, Oh my god, I love true crime and law, and like, this is a mystery game, bros. You need to like, chill out. Like, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> also, every time there is a murder, my first immediate thought is, Hey Maya, can you channel the ghost of the person who was killed? Tell, uh, ask them who did it. I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> now, right. now we can. Because <laughs> I... now she's completed her training, and we're... I... Well, no, because I don't think she completed her training, right? we'll we'll get there we'll get there okay okay um, but uh but yeah like uh it was since we kind of started to get into it a little bit with some of the other characters uh i guess we should uh go down through some of the new characters who are introduced here um the first one that i think you meet uh or at least are introduced to really is morgan fay uh maya's aunt uh so here's like a antagonist basically you know uh like explicitly like outside of the law system just somebody who's like doing some kind of straight up evil shit uh did anybody have any strong feelings about morgan here uh being introduced i like that i like that her name was a reference to uh morgan lefay from uh you know Mm -hmm. do you do Um, you think that was a like they intended to make that reference Wait, no! Oh, yeah. No, oh, wait, yeah. it's not fake. <laughs> I, 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 had, I had to look, like, side to side to see if I was going to get away with that joke. And, uh, <laughs> shot God. on sight. Yeah. So, like, I should, I, I don't know anything about fake grand order, and I never will. Do yeah, if you read, me. if you listen to this podcast, none of us know about fake grand order. And that's good. Um, no, no fault. Like, listen, if you like it, by all means, it's just that don't, please don't PM us about it. Um, so, so <laughs> here's, for it. yeah. Do you think they came up with that pun before they named Mia and Maya or was it after? Uh, I, they would have known that 
because all, all they started translating game one after all three of the original trilogy okay, were out. Yeah. So they would have had some they would have had some foreknowledge, but I, I genuinely don't know one way or the other whether they deliberately planned that out. Also, um, I didn't really yeah, listen, Faye is already, you know, kind of associated with magical shit. So I, I feel like it's not a, a huge leap to make that. I guess if you're well super read, excited to do that. I didn't know any of that, so uh, this is all new to me. I just knew Morgan Le Fay because we watched that one um, Arthurian film with the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> the Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie that we watched? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the uh, most fun movie. I can't, that's a dumb I can't fun get movie, into but... Morgan Le Fay. That is a good movie. <laughs> that's the most Arthurian uh, legend I know is because of the Guy Ritchie <laughs> I can't, right? I gotta go. <laughs> Um, I, I made that fake granddaughter joke to deflect from my knowledge, and I, I've somehow shot myself in the foot. I turns well, out let's I jump have the to, gun. Let's jump to Pearl then instead. I love uh, Pearl. What, yeah, what do you think of Pearl? She's an adorable, cute kid. She has got bit, like, she's just little kid energy, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I laughed so hard, because she's, you're doing this whole, like, um, like, creepy psychic child vibe is what I got at first where she appears and she doesn't say anything to you and she runs away and I was like I don't know anything about this character I've seen her before but I don't know like what is actually gonna happen then you finally you hand her this rock and you're like talk to me and she and then she beats you to death with it yeah and then she kills me and that's the end no but she does she just immediately goes like oh my god you're Mystic Maya's boyfriend, and, like, the <laughs> cheesy, like, goofy music starts playing, and I just lost it. It was so funny to me. I was like, all right, this is a good character. Her theme music is probably my favorite out of all the characters' theme music so far. Theme of um, Pearl. I just, yeah, I really like it. I don't know. It's, it's a good ditty. It's I... probably what's playing in my head at all times when I'm not doing anything. Maybe that's why I like it so much. Yeah, I was really expecting her to be, like, this reserved, like, I'm the daughter of the prince. Some real, like, fucking, uh, Neji Huga shit from Naruto, you know what I mean? And then, like... <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Oh, uh, I just expected her to be, like, this, like, quiet and reserved little kid, and then she's like, I ran here from Korean Village to watch the trial! <laughs> when she, yeah, when we lost our minds when we were playing it on stream for that, and she, yeah, she says... I ran here all the way from Crane Village. She, came, she says, I came here from the village. They're like, you walked here? She goes, no, I ran. I ran. <laughs> and Phoenix earlier has established that it was a two-hour train ride to get from his office to Crane Village. Who's She's the fastest Olympic person runner. on the earth? It, it was, yeah, who's the fastest person on the earth in 2004? I, I mean, I was It wasn't in... Usain Bolt. <laughs> I have, was in child road races. I was like a secret jock when I was a kid. And let me tell you what, some of those little kids, they got the nice running shoes. They can really book it. I don't think yeah. she's wearing the nice running shoes, though. She's got sandals. She's got, she's got, yeah, she's got wooden sandals. Yeah, she's wearing like Zori or something. Like, yeah, what she's the like, hell? She's like kind of a manga protagonist, right? Like, she's got her own story going on. <laughs> she's so cute. I just I'm, love, the... I'm glad we all like Now, Pearl. yes, she's so cute that her mother is willing to commit murder for her. I would do <laughs> well, the exact fair, same thing. Morgan didn't do it. It was more, um... Right, she was in on it. She was in on it, but it was more the next character. Eeny meeny. Yeah. Um, yes, and, it was her definitely, but Morgan then, was totally in on it because she wanted to get. She was an accomplice. 
Yeah. I feel uh, like Morgan for selfish was, means, but I feel like Morgan was more her. than an accomplice. I feel like she was she was getting she was like orchestrator. Yeah. Well, no, she, Eni was. She, I don't think Eni came up with this plan. I think it was to, Mimi. To oh be, yeah. I <laughs> fucking spoilers, Des. We're not that fun to the podcast. <laughs> um, no. So here's what happened. Here's my perspective of this whole event. Um. So going back to the murder that happened last year, not the murder, but the incident where 14 patients died last year and a car right. accident occurred, killing the nurse and hospitalizing the sister, in right. which reality, what happened was is that it killed the sister and hospitalized the nurse. The nurse then received plastic surgery to look like the sister. She got a new they life. Got the ro- they got the wrong fucking driver's license. Real fucking There was only awkward. one driver's license. Um, and I, then- I thought she did it on purpose. She did. She did do it yeah, on purpose. Yeah. Okay. It, was, it was, I believe she did it on purpose in order to, you know, like, escape her old life where she was responsible for those 14 deaths. And then, It was like a moment of opportunity thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, she was sister. on the hospital bed and she was like, wait, I can use this, you know. Yeah. Uh, unrealistic as that might be. But yeah, she, she was like, here, reconstruct my face based off of my I, sister's. I was so place. afraid that they were going to do, like, uh like that like dual personality thing because mm-hmm. when she when they mentioned that she was like a parapsychology major i was like please don't fucking tell me you're gonna do the like dual identity i don't know the proper term for it but basically right. where like the killer is like i got two personalities and one of them was my sister like psycho uh like psycho like norman like Bates. an episode of criminal minds or some like, shit yeah so like sure. i was actually pumped to find out that it was the nurse the entire time who had plastic surgery um, so then, uh, Dr. Gray goes to the, the nurse, now sister, and it's like, I'm going to talk to the ghost of the nurse to get her to confess to killing those 14 patients. Wild ass plan. Wild ass plan <laughs> from the very get go. And then this man is not smart. And then the nurse sister goes, well, looks like I got to kill him. And I thought from my perspective, she convinced Morgan Fay to participate in this plan in order to remove Maya from uh, inheritance of Master of the Karain School. It could, I, because, like, it's not like Morgan Fay was approached with this idea. Eni approached her, right? I mean, I feel like... Yeah. I mean, Morgan was looking for the perfect opportunity, and this kind of fell on her lap. Yeah, she was like, okay, we can work together I'm saying to she, this. I'm not saying she is not complicit. She is totally complicit. What I'm saying is... And her hair is enormous. One person's going to get the death sentence. One person is going to get accomplice sentence. And uh, actually, getting, you think both are getting death? Conspiracy to commit murder is the same, um, like level of legal trouble as actual murder. Oh, so they're both getting the chair. <laughs> I, I that's the thing. They can't, capital... give, they can't give Morgan the chair if they can't fit it on her head. <laughs> Capital punishment does exist in the world of Phoenix, right? They actually Um, talk about how they're going to die. I I mean, yeah. Maybe, depending on how the judge rules it. Yeah, but I will say most of these characters usually just end up in prison. Yeah, It would would fucking suck to be sentenced to the death sentence by that judge after he spent 30 minutes bumbling tying his own shoes and being like, alright, you're going to receive the chair tomorrow. Listen, he looks like my dad. I can't. He looks like a goofball. <laughs> Just imagine him going, all right, death by injection. Gavel. Uh, I can't, red, I can't a red imagine it. for sports. He looks like my dad. I can't, I can't see it. Honestly, yeah, like, I feel like everyone who goes to 
That's true. There's no way that any person that we put to jail actually got the death sentence, because this dude, I don't think, has the heart to say, you get the chair. Like, he would just be like, life in prison, and, you know and what I mean? And you know what? That's okay. That's totally fine, yeah. Um, Anti-death penalty. I'm taking my stance on this uh, Indie Phoenix Wright podcast. I, I, uh, I'm a I'm a prison abolitionist as well, but we can get to that I, yeah, in a actually, different podcast entirely. Everything. I realized that I accidentally brought us here, and I was like, "Oh God, we're going <laughs> to talk about something actually political." And I, I I'm not smart enough to I, say anything. We're anti-cop. <laughs> we're anti-death penalty. We're anti-prison. We're anti-prison. Uh, Let them all lose. Let's talk about ghost law again, though. Okay. Well, yeah. no. Well, I was going to bring up one other thing here that I found really fascinating was that uh, Pearl originally was actually going to be like an entirely different character. Originally, she was going to be like uh, a rival for Maya, like an actual like same age, you know, still her cousin and that sort of thing. But like, I would have hated that. Like an, an actual like same age as Maya, like both of them jockeying for uh, being the next leader of the. Uh, Fae Clan, uh, and she would have like kind of the uh, like uh, nasty uh, uh, senpai personality with like the ho 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 laugh, you know, kind of oh, thing. I mean, I do. Uh, I am a sucker for that, though. But then they then then uh, Takumi was like, "Well, we we didn't think that that really worked, and we talked with the other designers, and we instead thought it'd be more interesting to have like a younger kid here." Uh, so they, you know, then Pearl got redesigned. Children sell games. How, see how you well he, listen to come said whenever you need to jack up the ratings bring in animals and kids, animals and kids. Oh, it worked i'm a sucker i would kill for pearl morgan's totally great. justified um i i love she's fine she's like a cool character like she's because like when she's i was a kid cute. i would have always like associated myself with the younger character in the show like TK from Digimon or Gohan from this Dragon is, okay, Ball Z. This is why I get mad when they tell you your age in Pokemon games. I, it's like, <laughs> I don't need somebody to tell me I look like I'm 15 in Pokemon when I'm actually 30 or 40 years old. What? No, what I'm saying is that back then, back then when I was a child, I would have always associated myself with the younger I know, but characters. I still got mad then because they would play Pokemon and they'd be like, oh, you're 10 years old. I'm like, no, I'm not. How? I'm 15. But wait, you were not 15 when the first Pokemon game came out. I was seven when the first Pokemon game came out, but there you, you were like you 10 years younger. old in like the first three games. What I'm saying is I this. Have, I've got news you for guys. you. Pokemon games are for kids. <laughs> Listen, I know that, but Pokemon needs to understand that I'm still playing Pokemon and I am 30 or 40 years old. Hey, I did. I don't have no still playing Pokemon. I did not get to play video games when I was a kid, so... I I just we're making up for lost time. Yeah. I just assume that anyone who assumes that I'm a anyone who assumes I'm a child in Pokemon just can't tell age. They just are blind and stupid. Um, <laughs> I mean, now we're old. we're clearing the table here. Most important new character introduced: Pearl, Francisca von Kahn. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> I was the like new prosecutor. I thought I was going to say a lot talk, of heart. We didn't get to her yet. We've been talking around She's her, like new. we mentioned her, but she is new. Oh yeah, fair. Francisca von Karma is the new prosecutor for ah. this case. Uh Phoenix keep every time Edgeworth is brought up, Phoenix says he's gone now. He's he's, gone. he's dead apparently. You can, he's gone and he's never coming back. He he's, he's dead. Yeah. Don't talk to me about him, Maya. And Maya's like, What the fuck, Phoenix? <laughs> 
He does uh, say so he's, instead we need a different person. I killed him with my own hands. It it does say he does say to Pearl like his pride killed him, and I'm like, just tell her he's on the farm with the other prosecutors. <laughs> they have Pearl, lots no. of room to run around and play. To be fair, Pearl and is of a green grass to eat. Pearl yeah. is a spirit medium. She knows about death the most. It's true. She is literally trained in the art of talking to the dead. I, but what? I mean, but, but there, she knows there's no fucking farm. So here, here's she understands there's no farm. Here's some context for uh, Von Karma. Um, again, uh, from Takumi's blogs. Uh, here he talks a little bit about how Miles Edgeworth after the first game. They were, like, so overwhelmed by how popular he was. Um, he was so popular that, uh, you know, when Takumi started writing Game 2, he's like, well, obviously, I'm just going to have Edgeworth be the prosecutor for all the cases again. Uh, but then he realized something is that, well, if I have Edgeworth be the prosecutor for every single case again in Game 2, he's going to lose. He's just going to constantly have to lose because you, you, Phoenix has to win, you know, as part of the game's story. So how do I fix this? Well, first of all, it's because apparently he decides to write Edgeworth out and kill him. Uh, but then also it's because he puts in a different prosecutor. And so that's where we get uh, Francisca von Karma. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So that's, uh, he, he's like, I felt would feel a little bad if Edgeworth, uh, you know, why would anybody call him a project prodigy if he keeps losing all the time? So to avoid uh, making him a beta male, he, Jesus. Oh, he just took him out. And yeah, just took him right out of the picture. And so instead we got, uh, Von Karma. Well, we know uh, that Miles Edgeworth. So here's the problem is that we know that Miles Edgeworth is like alive, right? I don't know, do you? I, I At this would, point, when I played the game the first time, I legitimately thought something happened to him. I bet something happened to him. I, and then they I, were doing all of the spirit channeling stuff. I'm like, oh my god, he's actually dead. They're going to talk to him. Oh, and he's I, dead. I, Maya summoned Miles. Well, yeah. She just grows a cravat <laughs> instead of titties. <laughs> well, like, well, now I'm not sure if I should talk about it, because I don't want to spoil it, but, like, we... Wait, well, you know a spoiler? I, it's not a spoiler, it's a title of one of the fucking video he's games that we're going no, to play. He's alive. He has <laughs> games. He has his own games. He has two games! <laughs> These motherfuckers! You, do you know when those games take place in the timeline? That's fair. Oh, I, he's on the farm with the other prosecutors. It's so ha nice. They're so happy. Yeah. I, 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 friend think Rose is, there. I think Rose is closer to the truth than, than she might realize. Oh, no. Does Miles do Edgeworth become him. a farmer? No. True AU fanatics he's, going wild. <laughs> yeah, he's he's on the farm with all the other prosecutors. They're having a grand old time up well, there. Well, I'm not even saying. So we we've got we've got after this case we've got two more cases yet for this game. So don't worry. Uh, we will we yeah. will get. Oh, there's only four there. cases per game now. That's weird. I'm halfway well, through this game. Listen, I need to Some... social link with Francisca. I love Miles. <laughs> he's gonna be fine. So, um, she's wonderful. Let's talk about Francisca, because she's the new yes. elephant in the room. Um, mm -hmm. I immediately got tired of her speaking quirk, where she calls everyone a fool. Oh yeah, I stopped reading that. I, I was just like, 
dude, come on. You're such a tryhard. Like, I, she's never lost, right? Is that what you just, that's what she said, yeah. She just, like, chugged a a Red Bull and, like, got up She became a prosecutor when she was 13. No, that's bullshit. I hate, we gotta fucking, she's a prodigy, Tiago. I fucking hate prodigies. (laughs) Listen. Tiago and I will ask our German friend about this, and we'll get back to you. I'm 28, and I think that the idea that anyone's a prodigy at the age of 13 is stupid. You're just going to give that child anxiety and mental issues if you just assume they're a prodigy. There's still two cases in this game, who knows? She's going to come down with, like, clown syndrome and become a fucking clown or some shit. She's not not okay, right? No, no, she's not. She's definitely not. I mean, she originally, uh, Francisca... Uh, in the Japanese version of the game, like Von Karma, uh, their whole like shtick is that they're the American prosecutors, right? Who come to Japan. So here, they're now German prosecutors who came to America. And so she was 13. She became a prosecutor in Germany, was an insane prodigy, came here to America to get revenge against Phoenix Wright for putting her uh, grandfather, you know, uh, Manfred von Karma. That's not her grandfather. That's her father, right? Her father. Uh, I thought it was on. her now father. I gotta double check. Yeah, go check. I, I, was, double check. I thought it daughter. was daughter. Yes, it is. No, you're right. Yes, it I, is daughter listen, and father. Yeah. It, I, it's, you're implying that there's another fucking von Karma around. There's, there's a is. sister. There I, is. Th- th- there's a sister. There's a, that, the reason I got confused is because von Karma says he has a granddaughter in case because four the of missing, game one. Yeah, the missing sister who never shows up has a daughter. Yeah. There's an unnamed other sister who I assume is older than Francisca, Spoilers. who has a kid. Yeah, we never ever see her. She's this is just I, I'm gonna see her next fucking Where's case. Um, <laughs> so her 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 fucking uh, her fucking speaking quirk is that she calls everyone a fool because she's so high and mighty. She also beats everybody in court with a whip. Yeah, that's, that's her real I thought speaking is quirk. Infuriating. The <laughs> first thing she did was assault the judge. Which is upsetting because he is my dad. I but... you, can, you can assault the judge. You can assault the def, the, the uh, defendant. The defense. But you shouldn't be able to hit the witness. I shout out to Lana <laughs> for literally being like, "Hey, what the hell? That's not okay. That, just... You can't. This is not how. No, don't do that. Like she kind of love... gave her crap about it for a while. Also, Lana Hart comes back this case, and I do love Lana Hart. Um. I do like that. She was like, "Why me?" <laughs> she was unrelated. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's a very oh, good line. So good. I uh, oh, Francisca. I um, love her. So Francisca is pulling fucking three sixty four dimensional mind chess on Phoenix Wright in order to defeat the case. And in actuality, it's as simple as going to the witness and say, "Hey, don't say that." And then Lotta Hart goes, "Yeah, okay." I, My bad. I yeah. did four-dimensional mind chess her because I solved this case. Quite, yeah, we should talk like, about the case, right? The the second that... Yeah, we, we did the setup. Yeah, the second that Lana was like, oh, she was in the hospital, I was like, plastic surgery, she's the dead sister, I figured this out. Like, I had it all <laughs> sorted. I um, works in healthcare. This case was also very infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 14 so, dead patients! That's insane! That's, that's so many! As somebody so who works many. in healthcare through the COVID pandemic, that's not as annoying and infuriating as the fucking HIPAA violations that are oh, happening. I don't so, even want to talk about HIPAA violation, man. Uh, 
Yeah, I we're not. We, to, we we can skip over Hottie entirely, and that's all. Oh I think yeah, we need to say. Uh, Doctor Hottie, Hottie is just a nightmare. I liked his He's haircut. Awful. I didn't like <laughs> his anything. Hair poof. I, I so here's the thing about Hottie is that um disgusting. He you should can't, be put in the chair. Don't defend this. Oh yeah, he should be put in the chair. Uh, so <laughs> no, like, that's yeah, not, I don't believe in the death penalty. He's not real. <laughs> we're not. We're not being serious about this. We all know. Everyone listening to this knows He's that we don't actually person. believe that people should be put into the chair. But Director Hottie <laughs> is a pervert and yeah. should be put in a chair. If you haven't played violation. the case, Doctor Hottie is uh, at one point you go to the doctor's office where uh, Mimi Mini got her plastic surgery done after the accident, and you are able to interview one of the doctors there and i put doctors you can't see this on the podcast but in big scare quotes because he's not actual doctor he's a patient. actually a doctor he's just pretending to be a doctor there but he knows the info and gives it to you um and uh yeah he is insanely perverted and makes really bad comments the whole time and it's just insufferable straight up and, i forgot about him until you guys brought it up yeah no we can totally ignore him honestly because he's only in there for really one scene I, and then he's gone. I, and where he gives you medical information on one of the patients. He has had simply most, because you asked. He has yeah. had the most upsetting sprite animations of oh. any character, and that is taking into account that sketchy guy from the Steel Samurai case. Uh, the director. Really? I hated you hate, that guy too. Which one do you hate more? Uh, Salmonella this guy. or Hottie? This guy, yeah, really. Hottie Hottie's worse, I think. Hottie's Here's... got worse animations, and he's violating HIPAA. I think I hate Salmonella <laughs> more, because at least Hottie didn't speak in Leet speak. Uh, that's that's the, like... That's true. No, I can forgive Leet speak <laughs> I can't. People, you the can animation, out though. of Leet speak We've all been there. I can I, forgive <laughs> being a horrible monster, but I can never forgive Leet speak <laughs> I can forgive cringe, but I can't forgive HIPAA violations. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's the first podcast t-shirt. Uh, yep, there we go. Right, so, I can forgive cringe, but I can't forgive HIPAA violations. So, um, let's talk about... Uh, how this case actually worked out. Like, Eni's plan was... Yeah, the real the real situation that The real yeah. situation that occurred is that it was essentially a locked room murder where they have to figure out what a what. There's, like, three solutions to every locked room murder. One of them is the killer was already in the room. The second is uh, the killer entered in afterwards but then escaped locking the room again. Or the third one is that the killer never entered the room or just killed him from outside. This is a situation where the killer was already in the room. Yes. Uh, in a box. And then uh, once the channeling begun, they both had their eyes closed. No one fucking heard this uh, nurse come out, knock out Maya, and then stab uh, Dr. Gray. Because their eyes were fucking closed, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. But Dr. She Gray... Was sleeping. Dr. They, Gray she was... She didn't knock her out. She drugged her with sleeping pills. I assumed it was chloroform. Some kind of sleeping sedative or something. Yeah. But, like, motherfucker, Dr. Gray was carrying heat. This, he was. <laughs> That's the biggest surprise is that he just had a gun on him just for the hell of it. I, what the? You don't fuck? know the shit doctors have to go through on a daily basis. <laughs> I, I don't want my doctor to have a gun. I think that's a reasonable uh, thing for me to say here. I, I you're my last patient of the day. I'm gonna fucking snap, bro. <laughs> I was just stunned because I was just like, "Yo, whose gun is this?" Like it came out of nowhere. Like, oh, it's Doctor Gray's. I'm like, wait, did he plan to shoot the ghost? 
What was his plan? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the situation occurs is that Eni dresses up as Maya, pretends to be Maya as she's murdering uh, Dr. Gray, and then Morgan Fay would come in and, oh, look, it's Let Maya. Let them do the swap Yeah. And then she covered up the scene, got rid of evidence by trying to burn it, but Pearl just loves playing in trash, apparently, so she got some of the evidence. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And yeah, she uh, found the key and 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 then uh yeah. the entire thing started to unravel from there. Um Dr. Gray was carrying a gun. Eni's plane was uh got fucked up because Dr. Gray was once again carrying a fucking gun. I, I, it's There's a big deal if uh, in the original game, if you think of it being set in Japan, having a gun on you is even a bigger deal then. This dude oh, This dude thought to himself I'm going to go to a spirit channeling. I got to make sure they don't caught me lacking. I'm, I'm bringing the gun. All right. This I mean, guy, I hated him instantly because one, he was a bastard. Like, yeah, obviously. Two, yeah, he was definitely an abusive boss. And this is, this is an incredibly petty That's just thing. how doctors are though. Like, to be honest, but he looks <laughs> like, um, the OC of my ex. And, uh, fuck him. <laughs> what wow, the that's fuck? Some bad, that's some yeah. bad designing. I, wait. There you go. <laughs> I, don't, God, I, don't, I, I just remembered you triggered the fucking dark side of my brain. I hated Dr. Gray because his glasses kept sliding down his nose and that oh, makes yeah. me think his face is super greasy. And it's like, bro. Uh, I so didn't like, think about that, but now that I know, I hate it. Uh-oh. Oh, Roxy's going... Yeah, um, everybody, welcome to my dog. First Roxy appearance on the podcast. Second game. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, This is my missile. Uh, (laughs) She's beautiful. She's perfect. Sometimes she hears somebody in the parking lot and she thinks they're coming to kidnap her and barks at them. Uh, What? Gotta protect you. So Dr. Turner Gray. Turner Gray. His name Mm -hmm. pun was that, like, he was so stressful that he would turn her the nurse gray gray haired right that's yeah that's, I, I think that's yeah, yeah i think that's yeah. Like general uh, like he park, turned yeah. people gray because he killed his patients well he didn't the, the thing though is that he he wasn't the one who killed it was the nurse who fucked up but yeah, she fucked it, up it, it, due she, to, it wouldn't have happened yeah yes. if it wasn't for the doctor yeah yeah the, the the yeah the setup is definitely that he's overworking all of his employees and his Really, just like, like healthcare today. To be t- to be totally I mean, fair, it's... I think they're both at fault, and both of them should have been in the car accident with their siblings. <laughs> and both of them should have been able to have. Then plastic. he gets plastic surgery to look God, like we're, me. We're handing out a lot of death penalties today. I bang. Doctor Turner Gray was apparently going to hand out his own with his fucking cut. Why would he bring it? We did. He we did, did not. He, he was going to a spirit channeling village and thought to himself. Maybe they're packing heat. I can't be caught without my piece. <laughs> this um, eight-year-old girl, she's definitely she's fucking psychic. Maybe he's gonna. Maybe she's gonna fucking like Akira him. Gotta fucking. I don't know. The point is, um, Doctor Gray, all this happened because of him. Because mm-hmm. of his first insane plan to channel a ghost to get her to sign a confession, and then B. Well, no, he would have died anyway, right? Because he got stabbed in the chest. <laughs> Never mind. She yeah, was going would... to stab him regardless of whether or not he had a gun. In fact, him having a gun was the only reason why Maya was able to be disproved as the killer. 
because of the right. photo shots by Lada and the bullet hole in her sleeve. So thanks to Turner Gray being a pro-gun doctor, <laughs> we were able to save Maya. Um, mm -hmm. And this entire case takes place before the first one, because this is a flashback. Yep. This entire case takes place before horrendous crimes are committed on the sofa outside of the fucking courtroom. Before you get beat by a con artist with a fire extinguisher. Um, I, I, I gotta say, I kind of love this case, because I do love a closed room murder. It's a classic <laughs> setup. Um, I also loved um, the characterization of Mimi, where, like, you know, you present this thing of, like, oh, you know, Dr. Gray, he overworked you, he got you, you know, he killed, he caused you to kill all those patients, you know, maybe he killed you, maybe, he, you know, killed your sister, like, you know, you want revenge. And she's like, nah, I just don't want to get caught. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck my dead sister. Like, oh my gosh, you are, oof. She there's there's one little moment where if you present uh her own profile to her, uh she briefly uh goes uh does like a moment of like oh who's that oh that, no that's me just kidding I real <laughs> I'm just messing with you Phoenix yeah <laughs> I like when you you if you pester her about the car too much she starts like freaking out and like yeah. yelling about cars and like doing all those like little yeah. animations. You don't understand. This is a fucking European car. This shit's tight as fuck, boy. Uh, he doesn't I, know. Look at him. He's gay I, as hell. I do want to uh, bring up the uh, Psyche Locks a little bit here. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Big addition know, to gameplay. Uh, because that's a pretty Iconic. big change. Uh, but it's basically the way I've always thought of it is bringing a little bit of the courtroom gameplay out into the investigation segments. Yeah. So you get to present looking through garbage until you find something. Yeah. So you get to do a little bit of that cross-examining style gameplay uh, while you're just talking to people. Um, so, uh, yeah. Did did everybody enjoy this? Was this, you know, did this like feel like a hassle or was this more like, oh, boy, I know I get to do a little bit more of my favorite part kind of thing. I do remember being kind of frustrated when they first uh, showed it up because I was like, I don't want to do this if I don't know if I have enough stuff to do it. Like, right? they they were like, well, if you don't have enough information, you just got to come back later. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know if I got enough stuff? <laughs> and I was just like, I, this is a lot to think about. Much to M think much, about. Much to think about. <laughs> Tiago and I, yep. the yep. same thought, the same, yeah. <laughs> same um, brain cell once again. How did you feel, Rose? I, I mean, obviously, I, my entire Ace Attorney knowledge is, like, screenshots and gift sets from Tumblr, so, like, the appearance of the lock. Sounds like you followed a lot of cool people back I then. I did! I did follow cool people. <laughs> I think I may have followed Ben before I knew who Ben was, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> um... Wow, the circle of our friendship is ever closing. The circle of life is wild, everybody. Um, but I the there's just something about when you ask a question and the screen goes dark and those locks start flying across the screen that is so satisfying with audio and you don't really get that on Tumblr gift sets. Yeah. Um I I I always was a big fan of it because I, that those were my favorite parts was the courtroom bits 
I always have a little bit more fondness for them than investigation segments. Yeah, so I was I always really happy to whenever a lock popped up because I was like, okay, rubbing my hands together. I'm ready to, you know, get in there. And, you're, and yeah, yes, you're getting sometimes... that satisfaction of getting, you know, catching people in lies or whatever mm-hmm. that you would only get from the courtroom now outside of it. Because before you like, OK, I'm just investigating and building up, you know, my stuff for when I actually do go to court and start to tear bitches apart. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a smart idea gameplay wise. It sort of breaks things up and lets them like do more like segments where like, oh, the instance has changed now. Maybe you can go click on more stuff. So right. like the green text. Yeah. Like uh, go go look around. Solve this. So <clears throat> Uh, in order for me to discuss this, I need to bring up my experience with the previous game, in which that I'm playing on the Nintendo Switch version, so the meter already existed for me. Oh, right. Um, you didn't have the exclamation points. No, the it, there was always five hits, but there was a meter instead of a thing. And this mm-hmm. meter would recharge in between, like, any gap in time. So, like, when the case, like, had, like a like, a recession, and then we went back to the courtroom... It refilled, essentially. In this case, that did not happen because of the Cyclock mechanic. Right. Which means I was immediately more fucking stressed because I was like, (laughs) oh shit, I'm getting my ass beat outside the courtroom. (laughs) I, Eeny Meeny killed me by, (laughs) she killed me. And I was like, Uh. I'm, I'm, you know what happens when you run out is that the thing just goes, Phoenix, you must stop. Your soul is going to break. And then you're booted out of the conversation and you have to start from the beginning. And I'm like, that's fucked up. Fucked up, dude. I want to be killed by Francisca von Karma. I don't want to be killed by fucking Emini. So there is a scene in which Maya, (laughs) Maya, uh, Mia possesses Maya in the uh, detention center. Yes. And Mia has Cyclox. And I'm like, Mia, listen. You need to fucking tell me what's up. I'm going to die if you don't. <laughs> I will literally, my soul will break if you do not tell me why your aunt wants to kill your fucking sister. This is for your sister. Why are you torturing me like this? I get that you're my mentor, but please. <laughs> I mean, eventually, once you get the right evidence necessary to break those locks, I knew, then it, I knew the it, solution to that one. <laughs> The thing yeah, is, also, also I'm not is, bright. It is, but it's it's portrayed as not as necessarily Mia hiding something from Phoenix per se, but more like her testing you. I understand like, that she's testing me, but her testing me almost killed me. She's testing him to death. Yeah, like I'm going to die. <laughs> I just, and she's just standing there tasing me. I'm, I'm literally. No, Phoenix, that's not right. The thing is, so it's like it's it's like his soul breaking. So I imagine he's just having more of a panic attack. He is going to have an anxiety attack and pass out if you do oh, not that's... tell me the answers, Morgan Lefay. Mia, so Maya, relatable. whatever. <laughs> I, Morgan Lefay, please. Everyone read Miss Babylon. All right, I gotta stop. Uh, so, like, I like the psychological mechanic because it does bring actual fucking threat to outside the courtroom. But now that means I gotta be on my fucking toes and I'm scared. I'm scared because now I feel like I'm going to get killed outside the courtroom. Before, only the judge could kill me. 
And now it's <laughs> PvP. This is, this is why these games feel exhausting. After you finish the last case, you feel like you need to take a nap for five years. Only my own dad can kill me. Now I'm like, Eeny <laughs> Meeny's gonna beat me over the head with a fucking bead bracelet or whatever the fuck she's wearing. Um, Magatama. What? Magatama? No, her fucking wooden bead bracelet. Oh. Oh, the yeah, only person with a Magatama was Maya, who gave it to you, and Pearl. Yeah, um, yeah Pearl has one. I know Magatama oh, yeah. from Shin Megami Tensei. That you can cut that out. If we talk about any other video games, cut it out. Cut it out. So the courtroom case for the final day. Then you get to put both Eeny Meeny. And Morgan Fay on the stand. Who's Mini Miney? Yeah, who? Yeah, who's Mimi Miney? <laughs> I'm, I'm already confused. Miney Mo. And uh, then you also get Mia on your side to help you out the whole time because Pearl then channels Mia's spirit as well, so she can be on your side. And Francisca apparently gets it set up in the courtroom so that it is televised to the entire. Country, TV. I guess. It was vague. Which is, is it? Yeah, she. It doesn't exactly. Tired exactly tri-state say, area. But they, <laughs> but they, they, yeah, they say like, oh yeah, this is this is being live. This is being publicized in some way. Uh, but it, it, yes, it is left a little vague. And uh, yeah, you, you, we kind of already went through it a bit. But yeah, you break it down. You prove that Mimi is actually the one on the stand you know, and how she got plastic surgery done to look like her sister who died in the car accident. And then you link her and Morgan together. And uh, Francisca is devastated that she loses this case. She uh, kind of falls apart there at the end. She threatens you uh, at the end. She whips the fuck out of everybody and then yeah, whips and the then, fuck uh, out of you. And when you get to the, uh, you know, the courtroom lobby then, she pops up. And looks you dead in the eyes and is like, I'm still gonna fucking get you one, oh, one way do. or another. Me when uh, I fucking get you. And then, uh, yeah, we get those brief moments with Phoenix and Maya and Pearl talking to each other. You get the little drop of, where's Edgeworth? Don't talk about him. I assume. And then we get our dead. final cutscene in which we see Morgan looking down at a picture saying, oh, one day, one day I'm gonna get my revenge. It's just leaving that hanging for the future. She'll be back. I do like that they established like a straight up villain for Phoenix. He hasn't had like a fucking death death threat. You know what I mean? I right. Von Karma tased me. Yeah, but he I, didn't I finish would say the that job. Morgan is more of a villain for Maya, other Von Karma but whips that's you fair. To unconsciousness. That's uh, okay. I forgive her instantly. So like, <laughs> everyone, no. I'd like to formally apologize for how outrageously horny I am for Francisca Von Karma. I think we all knew it was coming. <laughs> we all knew it was but coming. It's here now, and I just want to be upfront about it. This is her first episode, and uh, yeah. I appreciate the honesty. I love a woman in shoulder pads. What can I say? Mm-hmm. I, I love shoulder pads. They look more like poofs, like in a. I'm. I'm. They're more like They're power poofs, shoulder pads, but okay. I'm gonna let it slide. Um, here's my thing: is that Pearl's definitely like doesn't have a guardian anymore. Are we gonna adopt her? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, 
That sounds good. Just want to make sure. I said sure. that really confidently, and I'm glad you backed me up, Des. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. There's it, not formally, not formally, but like essentially. Yeah, she's Child gonna. Labor! She's gonna work at the office now. And she's gonna be like the coffee getter or whatever. <laughs> like she needs a place to live. I mean, where the, does Phoenix live at the office? No, he does have an apartment. How he affords it, I don't know. I because he like, does have he's an apartment. a lawyer. Lawyers make a bajillion dollars. I know they don't talk about this, but they literally make a bajillion dollars. Well, yeah, I get. But like, also, Phoenix takes like three cases a year, though. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I think... But these are huge cases. They're always murder cases. <laughs> well, and guess where the money's at? You think Maya's paying him? Maya's not paying okay. him. <laughs> he, has to, he has to. He has to defend her because otherwise. He has to do everything himself, and that would just be chaos. I feel yeah, like next next case, the next client could probably pay. We'll get there. <laughs> I feel like Phoenix is actually just like really bad at business and his money. Like obviously, Miles Edgeworth is or was because he's dead now, making bank. Like yeah. he has a fancy <laughs> sports car. He's got all this good shit. There's several jokes in the uh, the quote-unquote final case of one about how much money the prosecutors make. And, and the you know, detectives I think don't. Phoenix is A, a defense attorney, so he makes less, and B, he's just not good at this, like, money stuff. Like, he doesn't take cases. He Can takes we... cases, like, This unpaid. is like the thing where it's like, he's a lawyer, he has money, of course, because he's a lawyer, and we don't use talk Yeah, but he's money. in debt because of law school. Probably. So no, yeah. let's let's oh, actually review his yeah. cases from the first game. First, first client. <laughs> we don't have time for this. No, no. I, listen, I'm, some of us are very poor. Here's possibly what I'm saying. More than one of us. The first, but. the first client was Larry, who paid him in a in a statue that then killed his boss. <laughs> correct. So then the second client was Maya, Her, who's correct. a teenager from a spirit channeling villain village, broke as fuck. The mm-hmm. third one now has access to Mia, who will tell him to believe in himself, therefore winning him just about every. The third client was a takes. was a washed up Toku actor. Uh, that you know what? Who's you an might actor? Have, He's an actor. You might have made some money off at of that a one. local state at a local fucking studio that was so broke it allowed tours for money. I mean, I didn't say a lot of money. The fourth case. Miles Edgeworth, probably his own paying client. Dead ass. Uh, God, I hope yep. Miles paid us. The fifth case, Emma Sky, I guess paid him. Right? You we, got paid by the state on we that We got paid like, by the, you honestly. Got, you got yeah, tax money Lana, Lana for that Sky, one. Yeah, yeah sure Lana Sky would make sure paid. that you got paid. <laughs> she seems responsible. She, uh, yeah. yeah. And in this case, so again, two, two, two out of five. This case, Maya again, Still broke as fuck from from the spirit channeling village. No like, money. No money. Unless she he's gonna give s- him some kind of artifact that he could probably sell for a lot of his money. His fucking magic <laughs> artifact that he uses <laughs> to go inside people's brains. He can't sell that. I need that. I need, you that, need item. that. And like, <laughs> I didn't say it was something that he already gave her. And the next case was a him. police officer who was like about to quit her job because she's so shitty at it. Maggie Bird. Miles. Okay, so not Miles. Miles is fine. Miles is on the farm. Phoenix definitely gets like public defender money, like at best. He has better call Saul yeah. money. So like, that, he's that, that, that's my suspicion. Is yes, that that's the ballpark we're working in. Is he's fine. Is, 
He's he gets okay. paid, but not a lot because he's public defender money. He probably has like maybe health insurance and he can't afford know. a Nintendo Switch OLED. Well, <laughs> buddy, neither can I. Well, yeah, neither can I. <laughs> also, also, he's at best he's playing Snake on his cell phone. That's yeah, fair. Come it's on. true. It's, it's like two thousand and five. He couldn't get a Game Boy Advance. Um, he wouldn't be get able... the sick MIDI ringtones though. Oh hell oh, yeah! Oh, good for him. I think I Phoenix right ringtones on my phone. Uh, good okay, wait. I remember so. that was one of the things I said I wanted when I was playing what? these games originally. So bad, wanted to get the Blue Badger theme on my phone, but it didn't exist <laughs> yet. One music note I do want to make: that one brief flashback where Bias talking about Edgeworth, and it plays mm-hmm. the original like theme that was me and Jess's. Me and Tess's yeah. favorite it's... from the first game was so beautiful. And it's then Phoenix moment. immediately was like, no, no, don't talk about him. I'm sad. So, <laughs> but it was, it was a good moment. I loved it. He's at the farm, but like it's LA, so the farm's just at San Francisco. <laughs> He's on the other side of the bridge now. He's up the hill. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, we have uh, two more cases yet in this game. Um, next up is Turnabout Big Top. Uh, we oh. would have had another case here, but it actually got transplanted to game three because they didn't have enough room on the cartridge originally. Wait, what? God really? Them. Yeah, there was going to be a, there was going to be uh, five cases in game two uh, at first, but when they could not fit them all on the literal cartridge on the storage it had, they took one of the cases out and moved it over to game three. So, you know, who probably could have fixed that. The water probably could fix that. <laughs> I I don't know where you were going with this. He doesn't work at Capcom though. No, yeah, but he but... was he did that for both Pokemon games, the first and the second Pokemon games. That's what so he that's had fair. He was that's fair. Well known for, but he yeah. put Mew under the truck. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, it. He definitely. put Mew in the truck. He could have put the ga- he could have put the next case in the game. Uh, so yeah, so we will only have two more cases here yet, but uh, yeah, the next one is Turnabout Big Top. We shall see how that goes, because this is considered one of the most disliked cases out of the entire game series. There's a uh, clown in really, it. Isn't there? People really don't like this one. There is a clown in it, yeah. Okay. I'm, there, I think I'm there ready. will also be some characters in this that y'all will like as well. We'll see how, they, how it goes. I'm told and also, I need to be on the lookout. And I've heard this case is a sin against God, but I've also heard uh, a couple of people say it's not actually as bad as people say. So we'll yeah. find out. It's been a long time since I played it, you know? So I also am curious if I will come through it and just go, ah, it's just average at this point. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm honestly looking yeah, forward to playing through it. because we're not going to struggle with it because we know what happens. Yeah, but uh, there's, there's, uh... I'll struggle. I... I believe that there is an animation <laughs> thing, much like uh, the boat shopkeeper uh, happening again. Oh here, my if I recall god! No, so that, that, that's part of it. Uh, that's part of it as well. That's the, uh, that, in addition to the story not being as compelling. That's why so it's, the it's, most. It, there's a couple of layers to it. So again, we will see how this goes. Uh, but that I think that'll do it for. Reunion and turnabout, anyway, for for this case. Uh, unless anybody had any last words on this one. Uh, very fun. It was a sweet case. Yeah, I liked I, it a lot. 
Locked rooms are always uh, locked room mysteries are always fun. I think. Yeah. Maybe not always, but ninety nine percent of the time they're fun. <laughs> they're fun. Uh, so yeah, um, so that'll do it for us this week. Uh, two weeks from now, we will be playing Turnabout Big Top. If you want to see uh, Desi and I and some of our other friends, sometimes Rose and Tiago on there too. Always uh, Iro. Yeah, always Iro in the rotating guest chair. Uh, we will uh, be playing that through the Let's Play. So check out our Twitter account to get updates on that, which is at Ace Attorney Pod. Uh, and that will have all the updates for the streams and the VODs after we are done. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Yotsaben. Desi, where can people find you? Uh, yes, this is Des on Twitter. If you're hungry for that sweet, sweet, simp retweeting. <laughs> uh, and Tiago, where can people find you? You can follow me at Tiago S. Dutra. And depending on how the next week's couple go, couple of weeks go, maybe there'll be stuff on there. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And Rose. Uh, people can find me at Trom Arts on Twitter. Uh, please buy my art. And also, I now have a this personal account, um, which is at Rose Nonsense, which is where I pretend to be a neurotypical person with a podcast. So come on <laughs> down. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Uh, next episode, again, we will be heading into case three. Turn about Big Top. See you next time. Bye. 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 Shout out to that one person who left an iTunes review. I love you. Bye. <laughs>